from Gary O'Neill Studios in Baltimore. You're listening to the Sea Plan Do Show. Gary O'Neill. All right, here you go. Keep the check. Damn this shit, blame it. Introduce you to the C Plan Do Show with me, professional life coach, DJ, serial entrepreneur, motivational speaker, etc., etc., etc. Gary O'Neill Jr. And as always, when you refer to me, please don't forget the junior shout out to Pops. And we have another power pack podcast today. All right, as always, shout out to our new listeners, our return listeners, our day one listeners. My candy corn crew, people that's watching on YouTube, uh, listening to this on any of your favorite streaming platforms. And as always, my special, special Patreon fans who support this show every single month. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wherever you are listening to this, thank you. All right. We have another great episode today, man. I love my show. Can I tell you that? Can I tell you that? All right, so we have another great show here at season three, episode seven. All right, and I like this one. If Johnny has five apples, two virtual learning, and I have amazing guest Melissa Perkins will be on the show today. We have our appetizers, and it's three things. All right, the cabin with Birth Kreischer, uh, three things that I'm excited about, and Ice Cube. All right, so. Without further ado, as always, let's get straight to our seed plan do moment of the week, sponsored by Heart Savers Maryland. And Heart Savers Maryland is Baltimore's best CPR training facility. All right. If you're looking for adult CPR, pediatric CPR, BLS, bloodborne pathogens, babysitting course, any one of those life saving technique courses, they are available right now. All you have to do is contact Heart Savers Maryland. You can email them or call them. You can hit them up at heartsaversmd at gmail.com or 443-602-0648. And your C-Plan Do Moment of the Week is entitled Jenga. 
All right. So as most of you guys know, I am a I love smoking cigars. So I was in one of my favorite cigar places, Fire and Smoke in Towson here in Baltimore. So make sure you check them out. And there the owner, as well as someone else, was playing Jenga. And I was in, I was all in watching this and they were playing and playing and moving people, moving pieces, moving things around, delicately doing all these things. And it made me think it is not only important how we start, but it's how we finish. Because when you take that Jenga piece and you pull it out, that's only one half of it. You got to place it ever so gently in, in the correct spot. Well, guess what? You can lose just like that. So I want you to think about that. It's not just on how we start. It's how we finish. All right. That is your C plan due moment of the weekend. As always, sponsored by Heart Savers Maryland, Baltimore's best CPR training facility. All right. So can we get to our song of the week? And as always, sponsored by Greenlight Entertainment. Make sure you contact today. And here is your song. I know you are going to love this. Having a wedding, birthday party, or other social or corporate event, contact Greenlight Entertainment today with our experienced DJs, quality sound, and professional service. We look to make your event the event. Check us out on the web at www.greenlightentertain.com or call us at 443-602-0648. With Greenlight Entertainment, you have the green light. Entertainment song of the week. So can we get to our delicious, delicious, delicious appetizers? All right. And so the first thing I want to talk about is a new Netflix. Uh, it's a short show. All right. I, I think that was just the end of the season. And it's in called it's called The Cabin with Bert Kreischer. And so Bert, if you if you ever see Netflix, they always have him as he's a stand up comedian comedian. He's always out there. He's very, very funny. I like him. All right. So he's out there. And so he highlights this sort of retreat that he did with some of his comedic friends. All right. So I, so I, let me just give you my, my review. That's a funny show. It was a funny couple of episodes. I think it's about four. 
All right. So so it's about four episodes. They have different people on there. Uh, Caitlyn Jenner was on there. You have a couple of comedians. He does some crazy stuff. Funny. I liked it. Okay. I really liked the B episode. They had uh, Dion Cole and they had Anthony Anderson on there. That was hilarious. And I just want to give you one more thing. America is great. And the reason why I say America is great, yeah, we're going through a tough time right now. We're going through all these different things. But guess what? The fact that some fat, big guy, comedian that doesn't wear a shirt, that's what he typically does in his, in his, in his comedic stuff. He doesn't wear a shirt. So the fact that he's able to not wear a shirt, get on Netflix, get paid, be around some comedic friends, and, and it's funny, that's what America's all about, baby. All right, so if he could do it, then whatever. If you are interested in doing stand-up or whatever, whatever you're doing, do it. That, that's what gave me hope. I'm, let me say, let me share something with you guys. I actually want to do stand-up just a little bit. So not just a little bit, because I don't want to disregard people who actually do this for, for real, but I actually am going to go. One of the things that I want to do when outside officially opens back up is that I'm going to go to one of these uh, amateur hour, you know, open mic nights for comedy and I'm getting up there and I'm doing it because if that man can do it and he's funny, then I know I can do it. I, I may not take off my shirt, but it's funny. So definitely uh green for binging. Go ahead and check that out. I think that you'll like a couple of episodes. And as always, come, come back to this episode. If you're watching this, if you're listening to it, comment on the social media channels, channels and I think you'll like it. All right. So that's the first thing. The second thing is three things that I'm excited about currently. All right. The new year, like we're, we're almost there. We're almost out of here with this year. And so I'm and looking forward to the next year. I think that, you know, the worst is behind us. And I think that we're going to really appreciate all the things that a new year can offer us. Hey guys, remember once the clock hit 12, once that clock hits 12, we all need to yell out Jumanji to get out of this damn game. Okay. Remember that. So I'm looking forward to, <laughs> I'm looking forward to the new year. All right. Number two, I'm, I'm looking forward to accomplishing the goals that I write as well as seeing all my friends, people that I know, people that I come in contact with accomplishing their goals. It, you know, people are getting married. They're starting new jobs. They're starting new careers. They're getting healthier. They're getting smarter. People are evolving and changing. And so I'm looking at the continuous efforts of people accomplishing their goals. So shout out to you that's doing whatever it is that you're doing right now. And I look forward and let me know what's up so I can support you in any way that I can. And number three on the three things I'm excited about is upcoming is Kwanzaa and Christmas. You know, so I do I do both. I do Kwanzaa and I celebrate Christmas. And so I'm re I really love uh, all the things that I do with Kwanzaa. I love the traditions that I have with my children. And so now that they're older, it's going to be really, really special to see how they respond. I realize this as they get older, while the presents get shorter, they cost more. So it's like, oh, man, you know, so I'm looking forward to just that special time with my family, you know, my friends and everybody and people like you. Of course, you. Of course, you. We're going to do a Christmas episode. We're going to do a Kwanzaa episode, too. All right. Last thing is Ice Cube. I want to talk quickly about Ice Cube. So Ice Cube has recently been in the news. And so what happened is um, Ice Cube talked. So he was on uh, CNN. And so I'm going to read what happened. So 
What he did was Cube spoke mostly with Chris Como about his contract with Black America, which was a plan that he released earlier this year to address racial inequity. All right. So Cube said he had never met with Trump and is not trusting either his campaign or Joe Biden's campaign. He's going by action. So he stated to CNN, to CNN, I didn't run to go. I didn't run to go work with any campaign. Both campaigns contacted me. Both campaigns wanted to talk to me about contract with black America. And so he said that one campaign said, we love what you have, but let's really dig into it after the election. And one campaign said, hey, we love what you have. Do you mind talking to us about it? And so that's what he said. And he said he didn't run to anybody. Here's what I say about that. We realize that we just can't be one sided in whatever's going on. And so we got to make sure that we're doing the best for America. So for people to quickly say, oh, cancel Ice Cube, like, come on, let's give people credit that they've earned. Ice Cube has done a lot for our country, especially for black people. So let's just give him a chance. Like, can we just give him a chance first before we start saying cancel him and all those things? Why wouldn't there's nothing wrong with talking to the opposite side? If you're a Democrat, there's nothing wrong with talking to Republicans. If you're a Republican, there's nothing wrong with talking to Democrats, because in the middle is where we're getting all the work. We can't just be all left wing and all right wing. We got to work together. So why do we just immediately just say, oh, he's talking to Trump. Cancel. him. I don't think he's walking around with a MAGA hat. I don't think I saw any of those things. I think that the person that was in NWA, I think I've given the benefit of the doubt. All right. So those are the three things that uh, I was looking at. Those those are the three things for our appetizer. Hopefully you like them. You can always comment, share, subscribe and let me know how you felt about those things. And what are you looking forward to? All right. And what are your thoughts about Ice Cube? And what did you think about that Netflix show, uh, The Cabin with Bert Kreischer? All right. So let's get to our. Hey, Gary, can we get to the entree? You know, we've had our appetizers. Absolutely. We have a delicious <laughs> Andre coming up today on season three, episode seven, entitled If Johnny Heard Five Apples to Virtual Learning. You know, if you if you watch this, ep- if you watch the first episode of Johnny Had Five Apples, you know, this is continuing with yet another educator. So let me bring on without further ado, Melissa Perkins. Melissa, hey, are you there? I am here. I am here. Hey, what is going on? Welcome to the Seed Plan Do Show. How are you this this morning, afternoon, or evening? I don't know when I'm going to drop this. So, <laughs> how are you today? I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful, Gary. I love your energy, and I was just backstage cracking up. You had me rolling. <laughs> I love it. That's what that's what we got to do here, baby. That's what we get from this show. I, 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 I got to make sure I do it for you, you, and get. Come here, come here. I got to make sure I do it for the people. So <laughs> thank you for showing up to this show. So can I go, as always, with everybody, can I read your official bio? And thank you so much. I love that you came to the show quickly, too. You job, you jumped on it. So can I read, as with all guests, can I read your official bio that you sent me? Yes. All right. <clears throat> so starting with one learner and an outstanding homeschool mom, Melissa Perkins used more than 23 years of education experience to found Blue Star Virtual Learning, which stands for BSVL. She creates an experience that celebrates the essential beauty of learning and accelerates young learners to self-mastery. Melissa has held teacher's licenses in North Carolina, 
Virginia, and Hawaii, and holds a master's degree in curriculum and instruction. She has also served as a teacher, trainer, and instructional coach. A graduate of Meredith College, Melissa was awarded the Distinguished NC Teaching Fellows Full Scholarship to pursue becoming a world-class educator in 1992. In addition to extensive experience as traditional classroom teacher and trainer, Melissa was afforded the opportunity to open and lead language school in both Beijing and Shanghai, China. Upon returning to the United States, she had the opportunity to serve as an adjunct professor at the International Student at Virginia Tech Language and Culture Institute at the Fairfax, Virginia campus. So without further ado, thank you so much, Melissa Perkins. Thank you for coming on the show. Do you see how dope that bio was, though? That bio, though. That's the name. That bio, though. That was amazing. Thank you. All right, so thank you for so, so much for coming on the show. Uh, here, episode seven, entitled "If Johnny Had Five Apples," <laughs> part two, virtual learning. And guess what? Who else better than you to talk about virtual learning? Who else? There is nobody else. You are the person. I said, hey, this is the person. So. As always, I, of course, I know you've probably checked out the show because I told you to check out the show. And so guess what? As with any guest, we have to get right into some rapid fire questions entitled Fuego Rapido. <laughs> Are you ready for these rapid fire questions? Buddy? I'm ready. All right. First, my two staple questions. Now, as always, I have my hand on the end interview button. Wings, flats, or drums? Gonna have to go flat. All right, she can stay, guys. As always, everybody who watches the show, you know she can stay. All right, number two. Now, Melissa, I've been having problems with this question. I need, I need you, I, Melissa. I need you. Okay. okay. The second question. What are your thoughts on candy corn? Candy corn is necessary uh, for the fall. Um, I, I have to make sure that we as Americans represent and realize that candy corn is a part of American tradition. And the key is moderation, but don't skimp out on the candy corns by yourself. When I create a C Plan Do Hall of Fame, Guess who's on there? <laughs> Guess who is on there, Melissa? You. Thank you. Thank you. See, I knew someone as cultured and international as you would know what's up. I knew it. You can't play with the candy corn. I don't know what I knew it. Thank you. You, you. The people that have been on this show have just been treacherous with how they talk to me about it. Thank you so much. Woo, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Cool. All right. I got since I know, of course, I know you have a busy schedule. So I just want to ask. I'm going to ask you two questions, two Fuego Rapido questions just to get to see where you are. I mean, you've answered the best questions already, but we're going to answer these two. OK, so here is the first question. Ooh, first question is, what is your guilty pleasure, Melissa? Whoa. Oh, oh, OK. 
guilty pleasure yep. is ordering ice cream in the dead of winter and savoring it like it's summer. Melissa, are we best friends and I didn't realize it? Is that what happened here? Yes, because because I don't believe ice cream is a seasonal thing. I no, think that it's, it's not. Um, no. my right as a citizen to have <laughs> 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 to enjoy ice cream anytime I want to. And so that is my guilty pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. That you're right. I mean, she's hey guys, she is speaking the gospel right now. What's happening? She's speaking the gospel. Okay, I didn't know this was a church episode. She's speaking. <laughs> I, should I stand up? Should we pass a collection plate around? <laughs> I, I don't. Is the doors of the church open? I don't know. <laughs> All right, you you are killing this. You are you are body in this episode. All right, so here's the the second one. Okay, I like this one as well. All right, which words or phrases? Do you most overuse? Oh, I don't know. I'm a child of the 80s and I got marked by the one awesome. <laughs> I have the curse of the awesome. Uh, so that's the most overused. That's it. <laughs> so awesome is your word. Okay. Mm -hmm. I asked one of my friends, shout out to Coco. Coco said that the one I use all the time is A. But A is a noun, <laughs> verb, adjective. Oh, I do it. Okay, all right, understood. Yeah, so that's what I do. Okay, I, I love that. Th that was great. Look at you, you you are killing it. We ain't got to keep going into the real questions. That's it. I can just close this out. Okay, all right, that is great. Okay, so let's get to the let's get to the real questions. Okay, because you know, again, episode seven. If Johnny had five apples, two. Virtual learning with Melissa Perkins. All right. So obviously you're the best person that anybody can talk to about virtual learning. You've done all these things. You've created things. You're a teacher, instructor. You've done these things. Where do you think we are? First question. Where do you think we are as virtual learning? You know, this is different. It's new. You know, kids are home. You know, my kids got to wear their uniform top because they wear pajama bottoms. We're not doing all that. But, you know, it's new. It's different. Okay, all right. Even with me, when I do my in my my Zoom conference calls, okay, business up top. I got hooping shorts at the bottom. Okay, all right. So, where do you think we are? Where where are we? We are we are at what I call baptism by fire in this mm -hmm. country. Um, that's where we are with virtual learning. It has been around for a few decades or more in terms of a of an actual initiative. Um, within many public schools and private schools. And um, I, I say university, the university world, the higher education world has been, um, to me, the forerunners. I actually got my master's degree at University of Phoenix. And so I would say that, you know, the, the higher education world, to me, they are further along in the concept of virtual learning than our, um, you know, our public schools and schools for our younger learners. But... We're in a beautiful place and it's uncomfortable, but we had to elevate. We had to get out of the factory model of education. We really had too many schools across the nation that were not cyber ready. And these are digital children. This is Generation Z and younger. 
And these are the cyber, these are the cyber kids. And they're in schools that are antiquated in many cases. They don't have good internet. Many of our children across the country were realizing didn't have internet service at home. Yeah. And yet we're preparing them. We're preparing them for what? They don't have adequate um, equipment in their schools. These are very mm -hmm. underfunded schools. They're not equitably funded. And so we were basically COVID-19 put America on alert. It put America on alert. And I left, consciously left um, the traditional school system a few years ago um, because I realized that um, we needed to get ready. We needed to get um, ready for the cyber age, for the digital age that we're going into. But more important, we need to do a better job of really supporting families in education. And so I, even though I'm a classically trained teacher, um, an educator, I've been watching the homeschool movement for about 15 years mm. because I had close girlfriends of mine who homeschooled their children and did a bang out amazing job. And I feel as an educator, you need to be watching all landscapes, not just what you've been classically told is education. Some of the best educators in America and the world are these parent educators, these mamas who are in their houses killing it, these papas who are in their houses killing it with their children. I've been sitting at their feet learning from them. And then I decided to actually, you know, basically shut everything down, take my entire life savings, um, give up my car and start my company devoted to serving those families. And I have not looked back and I have no regrets and we are thriving. And we are 100% virtual and we are not a school. We are actually a support system. We go in and lock arms with parents and their children and teach them how to become masters of themselves digitally, using it as a platform, but not as the teacher. <clears throat> we use virtual learning as a gateway, but we are using it with still a human connection. A lot of people are being exposed to digital and virtual learning to me in, in not a very good way in that they're just being thrown at it as if it's supposed to do something for you. It's just a tool, just like your telephone, just like your television. It cannot replace you. It cannot replace conversation, collaboration, innovation. It can't replace that. And so it's just a tool to connect because we are global. I have students who are located all over the world. I have students in Africa. I have students in outside of Saudi Arabia. I have students in Europe. We have students everywhere, not just in the United States. And so how do we connect? Wi-Fi. Yeah. <laughs> Through platforms like Zoom. Yep. You know, using our platform that we built within our website, our portal. And so it's just being comfortable with that and helping our families to have confidence, to know that they're already digital. When you talked about Netflix earlier, is that not digital? Yeah. So you're digital and a lot of parents don't have confidence that they can do this. You're digital by default. You're using your phone to navigate you from point A to point B. Who doesn't use a GPS at least once a week? I use so it sometimes at home and I know how to get plugged in. And so it's just learning how to apply it to education comfortably and not depending on yourself alone.
but building a network and connecting with organizations like myself. Um, there are a lot of them that are out there besides myself. Um, I don't see them as my competitor. I see them as my village, as my family. Um, yes. It's going to take all of us to help America. And so if not Blue Star Virtual Learning, find someone who best resonates with you and your family. Above all, embrace the moment. Embrace the era we're in. It's amazing. Thank you for that. And, and and a couple of things. One, you got your master's from University of Phoenix? I surely did. Guess Go who Phoenix. else got their master's from University of Phoenix? Who? This guy right here. <laughs> I got my master's in psychology from University of Phoenix. Look at us. Look at us Look being at virtual us. learning before it was cool. We out here. We Let me tell you, it was the best move. It, it, I could work full time. Oh, uh, you know, work abroad. <laughs> I, I, I honestly will probably never. I, I was thinking about going back and get my doctorate. I can't go into class now after doing that. I, I being able to just sit there and go through it. It was the best. And I totally agree with you that this is preparing us. When we look at all these millionaires yes. and billionaires, they're not just sitting in an office. They're out here. They're virtual. Thank you for that. OK, so with you and of course, there's only one. We're only going to have people go to Blue Star Virtual Learning. That's it. I don't know about you, but we know you. We know you like candy corn. We know that you are here speaking the gospel. You love flats. You are it. Okay, that's it. I don't know about anybody else. All right, so obviously I'm pretty sure you're on social media. I'm on social media. People are voicing their frustration, right? Yeah. So yeah. can you offer us some some tips? We know why you did this. We know why you have decided to do this, which is amazing. Thank you so much for being a solution. Can you give us, can you share with us some tips on a frustrated dad, mom? What, what can you offer us to better do this? How can they handle the virtual learning era? First and foremost, do not, under any circumstances, try to recreate your child's school in your house. That is not the solution. Oh, okay. Your home is your home, and outside of your home is outside of your home. That schedule that they've been doing in schools, they're trying to impose on families, they are. is not going to happen. They are. And even though they're pushing it on you, I would encourage you to push right on back. You are not on their schedule. You have a completely algorithm, different algorithm going on in your home. Yes. And I say you stand up for that. You don't let anybody impose their way on your family. Your family and your household is sacred. Wow. And you see nowadays people are actually physically creating their, they're having death, stuff like that. And you're right. Like even now, uh, prior to, like in the early stages of COVID, my children's school, they would give us the assignments. We would go over with our kids. We submit it. Now they actually want them to sit, watch them in school, no matter what's going on. And I'm like, eh, like I like the first time. So you're, you're I, I have the greatest, I have the greatest respect for my brothers and sisters in the public sector and private sector really trying to figure this thing out. It's a crisis that we're in. And so I, I, I offer for everyone to have you know, love, grace, and mercy with one another during this yeah. time. Yeah. However, again, I say to parents, your home is sacred. Hmm. And you can't have anybody experimenting with your family life. And so if something is not working, if it is broke, don't do it. Okay. Don't impose yourself. Don't impose it on your family. You need to go 
on the Homeschool Legal Defense Association website, hslda.org, and learn about becoming a legal homeschool for your state. It can be something you do temporarily until you see that this crisis is coming, is, is coming out okay. And a lot of parents are intimidated by the idea of becoming a homeschool because they think, oh, I'm working. Um, pretty much every single homeschool family in Blue Star Virtual Learning, um, the parents work. The woman who inspired me to start Blue Star Learning was a homeschool mom who had to go back to work. And that's how we created the company around working parents. Wow. And so wow. that is a big myth. African-Americans are the fastest growing population in the homeschool world with Afrocentric education being a model that is spreading like wildfire throughout the nation. Um, Maryland has one of the best um, homeschool co-ops around Sankofa, um, which I'm not a personal member of, but a lot of the families who helped me start Blue Star, they were members of that. The famous um, homeschool co-op, excellent homeschool co-op up there in the Maryland area. <clears throat> and so, you know, I would say, do not let anybody, You, the law says you can become the superintendent and principal of your own school in your house. And it's not that complicated and it's not that difficult. And, you know, you can become a member of Blue Star. Um, Blue Star is $35 a month, as little as $35 a month. And we can walk you through and you can have a personal consultant with you the whole year. Wow. <laughs> Helping you be able to do this. Okay. So it's not that difficult to do. And you don't have to do that. If, if you feel that's a bit too extreme, you still need to then become an advocate and tell people, absolutely not. Absolutely not. We are not doing it that way. My kid is not doing that homework that way. What you have to really speak up and not just do it because it's coming in. You need to become and know you are the number one teacher in that home. Have always been and will always be. Who taught them how to tie their shoe? Who taught them how to ride their bike? Who taught them how to potty? Okay, you are the primary teacher. And we have done a, um, a very poor job as professional educators. And I'm going to lump myself in that group because I'm classically trained. We have done a poor job of acknowledging and building up parents as the primary educators that they are. We have made schools adversarial between teachers and parents instead of collaborators. We need to have a collaborative culture with you, which is why I had to start my own company. Because when I was in those schools, you know, pretty much administrators were like the lawyers trying to keep everybody from killing each other. They mm -hmm. weren't educators. And it was like a three ring circus. Okay. Wow. And, and that's not what education is meant to be. But, you know, people are doing the very best that they can, but you have crowd control issues. You have too many kids and too many people who don't know each other thrown into this Petri dish called school. And that's why when we have a crisis, things implode. And what I don't want to see happen is virtual learning gets a bad rap because people don't know how to plan, organize and implement. Virtual learning is not the enemy here. It's poor planning and it's not listening to the frontline people like the classroom teachers. Who, if you would have listened to the classroom teachers and made your plan from them, it would have been a whole nother way. But you have politicians, you have people who have not been in the classroom for years making key decisions and making a hot, holy mess.
Mm. And that's been going on. And, it, and then the teacher profession is dominated by women. You see the same phenomenon in nursing. Anything that's dominated by women and minorities, they're not taught to, <clears throat> those professions. And then you wonder why there's a breakdown. And so what we do now, like here's what we can do now. Number one, read. Number two, reclaim your household. Number three, sit your children down and have a conversation and ask them what inspires them. Ask them what part of the house are they most comfortable learning in. Ask them what time of day are they the most, you know, willing to engage. Learn your children. Learn who they are. This is their journey. And hmm. they need to be as much a part of it as anybody. We talk at kids. We throw things at kids. And we wonder why they're not engaged. Well, put go back in time to the 80s. Go back in time to the 90s when you were a kid. How often did people ask us about anything? And how did we feel? We were tuned out. We were writing notes, passing notes in class. We were not paying attention to teachers. Because nobody asked us. <laughs> right? And so they're just like us. They're no different. And so we can change the culture of learning. One experience with our child at a time. Wow. That was so what you're saying is to, to for the parents, for people like that. Hey, make sure that they become an advocate. Make sure that they structure and you and do the best situation for them and their household. OK, so what would you say to the teachers? Because I have to make sure I said my teacher some coffee. Uh, a, a Rolex. I don't know because some of the, my kids they know, but when I look at some of the other kids on there, that you know, they, maybe they, they maybe their their time for learning may not be at the time my kids need to learn, and so sometimes you see disruption. So, what would you say to the to the teachers who are watching the show who are like, hey, I'm a little frustrated. This is a petri dish. They're just doing it as we go along. What would you say to them? I would say to my colleagues my beloved colleagues who are teachers, to become innovative and creative, which is what we are. That's the stock a teacher is made of. We are creative, innovative beings. And this is the time you're gonna to need to be creative. You were not trained for this, but you will become the trainer of this in the future. And sometimes... Oh, it looks, okay, there we go, you're back. Um, can you hear me now? Yep, yep, yep. So the, sometimes the, the best. You, you see what happened? The uh, you started talking about government and big stuff like that. I next know. you know, now the Illuminati. You are here. It is. They try to. They try to silence my sister. They try to silence. Her. That's okay. That's okay. Oh, here we go. We're gonna plow through. Right. We're gonna but plow you know, through. So go ahead. Keep going. What you were saying. You know, be creative and be innovative, and you're gonna be. You're you're the groundbreakers. You know, the best people, the best professionals in the world, you know, cut their teeth on adversity, cut their teeth on crisis, cut their teeth on the impossible. And you're the 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 um, the forerunners, you're the frontiersmen of this new innovative virtual world. You know, you're going to be the one training the educators 10 years from now because you didn't have all the glossy tools and all the beautiful um, things that they're going to invent from this situation. You had to do it with Zoom, of all things. You had to do it with Canvas and all this 
Stone yeah. Age stuff. This, this stuff is going to be Stone Age in two years. And you were sitting there doing miracles with that. <clears throat> so I would say to my fellow teachers, do not give in to fear. Do not give in to despair. And do not allow your administrators or your school systems to pimp you. Ooh. And I said pimp. Because teachers are the, one of the most exploited professions in this nation. And it is Absolutely. time for us to take a stand. Now, I took a very big stand. And I just said, I'm going to start my own business from scratch. I'm going to be what I want to be. I'm not going to let you tell me who I am. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell myself who I am. Now, that's, that's a rebel. <laughs> but even within your system, you can do that. You can tell them, this is who I am. I am a I am a very priceless commodity. I am a precious tool for your service, and I will be treated with respect. And teachers have to start unifying with those who are like-minded in that sense of they understand their value. And teachers who understand their value to start uniting more and helping and supporting each other more. A lot of times you have the same thing you sometimes have to see in the black community. You have this whole crabs in a barrel because people are so exhausted and so oppressed and so beat down. They just become very self-preservationist and survivalist and they don't always consider other people. <clears throat> We're gonna have to get over that as teachers. Yeah. We're gonna have to get over that as black people. We're gonna have to start organizing and unifying and getting over ourselves and really lifting each other up as a, as a group. And so teachers, you need to start realizing you're hot right now. Parents and people are realizing this is a hard job. And, and so in order for us to be able to advocate for ourselves and, and, and ask for more pay and everything else, we have to make sure that they remember these moments. Because I promise you, when this stuff gets better and kids can go back to school, they're going to quickly forget how much and how valued you are. And so you better make sure that they remember this right now and start pushing for major changes and scheduling. And also a teacher's first job, if they have children, is take care of their children. And yeah. so did people even think about the fact that a teacher who has a child at home and has to work with other people's children, how does that look? You can't allow people to ignore the fact that your number one priority are the children that came out of your body or the children that you adopted. And you can't let them impose upon your life for your livelihood. And so what's been going on across the nation with teachers is absolutely unacceptable. But if we allow it, I say to us, we're unacceptable. Mm. Okay. So just to highlight, if, if parents, are you listening Hey, make sure that you make your house a home, not just a school. Teachers, if you have a problem, hey, bring it up. And, and I agree with you. Teachers, we they are responsible as well as parents. We're responsible for the future of, of our society. And it just treated the worst. It's just like, wow, like I have to constantly go to my children's teacher and just make sure, hey, is there anything that you need? You need some supplies. You need this. You need call whatever it is. And I'm like, these things shouldn't even be a, a, a thought. It should just be pouring in and making sure that they get these things. Um, wow. So tell us, okay, so we know why you started your, your amazing, amazing company. You gave us, hey, here are the tips. 
Here's what we should do if you're a parent. Here's what you should do if you're a, a teacher. You know what? Talk to the because I got some young people that watch the show that are students. So right. what would you say? So as we close this out, because I know you have a huge schedule, what would you say to that to those young people who they're not able to see their friends, you know, outside of online there, and they're not able to do things, and it's a lot of stuff to have work through. You got to scan this, you got to print that. What would you say to them? I would say to to students that they this is their time to find their voice. This is their time to also, like I told the teachers, to organize and use their student councils or create a new advocacy group where they say, we need this to do what you're asking us to do. What you're asking us to do is not realistic. What you're asking us to do is not fair. And we are standing up and we're advocating for ourselves. I lived up those children out of Florida a few years back who had the school shooting. Mm. Those students, they showed America, they showed the world that young people can change. They can be change agents. And they did not just sit back and allow that school shooting to happen and not start to say, hey, we need to look at how safe our schools are. You know, as young people, you have a voice. Use your voice. And organize. I mean, these young kids basically made it. They bought out all the tickets for the Trump Oklahoma Tulsa thing. Like they organized. I, I bought one too. I got one too. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> these, so I was like, so, oh man, I can't make it. Oh yeah, so, man. So, so, so if you as teenagers, you think this is a bad system. If you as young people, elementary, if you think this is a bad system, shut it down. That's what I mm. mean. Shut, shut it down. It down. And, 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 and feel empowered in that. I know people are afraid of telling kids to be revolutionary, but we're a country of revolutionaries. <clears throat> and this whole situation is exposing that there needs to be positive change. And positive change sometimes happens through friction. It happens through disconnects and the need to have, you know, what I call intense moments of fellowship. <laughs> To borrow mm. from a friend of mine named Kathy, you know, you gotta have intense moments of fellowship with people, and that's okay. You know, you you need to sometimes say the things that are not easily said, and I don't think young people are excluded from that conversation. So, if you're being asked to do something and you don't have the resources, you don't have the the things necessary, don't just rebel by not doing it. Don't just get an attitude about it and, and, and curse about it behind the scenes and mock your teachers and mock your administrators. Be constructive because ultimately you're not getting knowledge necessary on a particular timeline for your growth. And you need to take self-responsibility for that. In mm -hmm. Blue Star Virtual Learning, we build a culture with our masters. We call our students master students. And we build a culture where we expect them to take 100% ownership and responsibility for their education. It is not their mother's responsibility. It's not their father's responsibility. It is not mine. It is theirs. Now, we are there to support them. We are there to be available for them. We are there to give them premium resources, prom time, prom prioritization, but they are ultimately responsible. And this is key to why we're successful right now as a company. This is key to why we have kids going up three grade levels in one year. Um, in their studies. It's, it's because we actually look at our students as capable and we expect them to take full responsibility. So that's what I would say in answer to your question. They need to take full responsibility right now.
That that is it. I, I always tell the youth that I work with that the first step in becoming an adult is accepting responsibility for your own actions. Oh, this was such an amazing episode. Oh man. All right. So how can people, obviously people right now that are listening, they want to connect. They're ready to sign up. They're ready to be home. They're ready to start this homeschool process. How can they get in contact with you? How can they sign up with your organization? How can they start this process? Please drop those contact deets. Okay. Well, first, before I do that, I just want to thank you so much. This has been by far one of the most fun podcast experiences you are an absolute joy, Gary. So thank you. I thank also you. want to give a shout out to the state of Maryland. I'm based in North Carolina. That's where our headquarters are. That's where I reside. But it's because of Maryland that Blue Star exists. Um, my first set of beta testers all came from the state of Maryland. So you are a state where y'all are very what I call woke. Mm. And you are on the money when it comes mm. to education. And so I just want to thank the state of Maryland. Hey, state. Yes. And so, but how do you get in touch with us? First and yes. foremost, our website is our kingdom. We call it the Blue Star Universe. And so you get to it by going to www.bluestar, V for virtual, L for learning, those initials.com. So all one word, um, lower caps, www.bluestarvl.com. Now, when you go to the website, the beautiful thing is that we just let you explore membership. So I don't bill you until you tell me to bill you within the first month, just to let you be a part of our community. So go on the homepage, scroll down to where it says the Blue Star Universe, and you want to hit enroll today, sign right on up. You don't, I won't send you an invoice. You don't have to put a penny down. You just come on in and be loved by my team and me. And then I want you to do an orientation. You know, so if you're not going to, you know, start right away, if you're not going to be based in virtual gathering place, which is where we do all of our virtual activities, or if you're not going to start doing curriculum with us at the constellations level, just come on in and pick the virtual gathering place, private family. Um, you can also join us as a group. So if you join us as a group of three or more, we give you 20% off your monthly hey. membership. Mm -hmm. You can join us as a company. Um, when you join us as a company, we almost like 50% off your membership a month if you come in as a company at the um, Constellations level. So we are very generous with our members. We're, we're very pro you saving money for your kids' future. So we're always trying to find ways to, while keeping ourselves afloat as a company, also being helping our parents be very judicious with their dollars. Okay? So that's what you do. You can also call me. I work six days a week. So I work Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. at night, um, Saturdays from 10 to 3. And I can be reached at 984-200-0069, extension 101. Again, 984-200-0069, extension 101. And we have people all over the world. So my parents kind of know when they call that number, they're going to get me anyway. <clears throat> Don't abuse it, but they just know I'm always accessible. So there's not a parent or a child in the company that can't reach me at all times. And that's how it will remain because this is my family. This is an extension of me. And so I'm accessible to our, to our um, families, but I have an amazing team. Not only do I have 
an adult team, um, an executive director, a director of education. Um, Shannon and Christelle, they're my right hands. They just help me run a thing and do a thing. But I also have eight interns who are mm, our wow. students. They are in age from 12 years old to 16. And they're my co-executives and they help me run the company. So they are mentors and they really work hands on with the other master students. So we are quite a mighty force at Blue Star Virtual Learning and we would love to serve you. That is absolutely amazing. So thank you so much. This is a really beautiful episode. Thank you so much for sharing your time. Thank you for being a part of, part of the solution for us. You know, this is tough times for a lot of people. So I just want to make sure, you know, I, I give you your flowers now. This is an amazing thing that you're doing. Thank you for helping our people. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So I will talk to you soon. So enjoy the rest of your day, okay? All right, Gary. Have a good All one. Right. All right. And that, man, that was so dope, man. So, hey, that brings us to the end of the episode. Man, please go back and listen to this one. Make sure you come, you, you connect with Melissa. Make sure that this is the route that you want to go. Please make sure you go with that. All right. And so, hey, again, like I said, that's the end of the episode. Man, that was so, man, she dropped some super, super jewels. And so I just definitely want to make sure that you guys connect with her. Make sure you like, stop. She's all on social media. So make sure you get out with them. As always, you can catch each and every every episode all the episodes i've ever done that drops on tuesdays here uh on the seat plan do show you can check me out you can check this episode the first episode i've done you can check me out on youtube or listening to any of these episodes uh, as well as my social media having links to my social media accounts by going to seatplandoshow.com all right if you are looking to promote your goods your services i have a lot of promotional stuff that'll be coming up a lot of sponsorships that'll be dropping soon if you want to make sure you get on on that you want to make sure you get on a show that is offering dope content like that okay we're not just talking regular schmegular bs we're giving you the vibes we're giving you the heat all right make sure you contact me go right to that c plan do show link all right you can also support this show. This 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 show is powered by the vibe, but also powered by viewers and supporters like you. All right. So Patreon is an opportunity for you to support this show with for a couple of dollars a month. Okay, you can be a supporter of this show. All right, for the price of a cup of coffee, the price of a cup of a uh, 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 cheesesteak with fries, everything on it, and hot provolone cheese. For a chicken box for a three bags of candy corn all right for a for two <laughs> for two jumbo half and halves you can definitely support me and the efforts of this show all right and i and i'm so appreciative of the people who actually take forward and take forth and support me on this show all right last but certainly not least thank you for listening thank you for watching this episode you come here come here get closer you are the best part of this show all right thank you for checking out this show as well as any other episodes all i ask you to do is that hey like it subscribe if you're on youtube share it follow this on any of your favorite social media platforms um as well as all of your favorite listening and streaming platforms all right catch me next week we are doing this every time, every week, man. 
Catch me every week with another power packed podcast. And what is it packed with, Gary? Guess what? The vibes. All right. So guess what? Until we see each other, until we talk again, and until we share those special, special moments. All right. Please stay safe. All right. Please stay home if you can. Take care of your kids. Hug your kids. All right. Tell three people you love them. And always remember, see, plan, and do. All right. I thank you so much for all your continuous continuous support here and forever. All right. Same bat time. I see you around. Same bat channel. See ya.